0: What Happened to Your Accent is brought to you by Fetworld, the Caribbean Podcast Network.
1: Hey, hey, you lost your accent or what happened to you?
0: What happened to your accent?
1: What happened to your accent? What happened to your accent? What happened to your accent?
2: What happened to accent? We are Good back, we are back. Welcome to What Happened to Your Accent, season two, episode four. That's right, Yay. ladies and gentlemen. Come on in, Mansa. So you got to give me some more energy. You got to give
0: me some It's that COVID energy I'm giving y'all. Nah, COVID I get,
2: energy. Oh my god. I got to get better. You Yay. need a like C drop? I'm going to give yep. you some yeah. vitamin C drops. Yeah, <laughs> yes, man. on it. I look all week. I, I don't know. I need some, Every week.
0: I need, I need, I need some C-grams uh, cod liver <laughs> oil or something.
2: All <laughs> uh, the things where your granny used, like, you out there. And, yeah. and we, uh, Trust and me. Trust me. So we come in live. We're here back, guys, uh, giving you this energy. You know, mm-hmm. last time we tackled um, something serious. We were in the midst of COVID-19. This time we're back, and we're we, we not even trying to deal with that. We're dealing with a different aspect of something that we're all going through, something that we're all experiencing right now, which is what? quarantine hair care right mm-hmm. what are, what's going on I know yeah. I know for a lot of the sisters we out here struggling thank God for this lace front that I had gotten calmly put in right before everything got shut all the way down it's still holding on but Mansa what's what's going on with you and your locks
0: was, uh, yeah look I right now I am sporting the castaway chic look um I <laughs> Aka homeless but at home look.
2: You know what? And so I, I'm sporting,
0: I am sporting that proudly right now. I have not out. shaved. I have not done anything. And so, uh, you know, it's rough. Uh, it's rough. I have uh, grays are coming back up, things that mm-hmm. people have not seen that side of me for years. People even know I'm this old. And, you know, you know I what? Put- <laughs> that the other day, somebody was like, God damn. <laughs> You old, you old. I say, yeah, yeah. It is what it is. Uh, so a lot of things are being revealed that I don't want to. A lot of, a lot of personal information. Via Listen, here.
2: you being, are uh, not the only one out street. on these streets. People's true colors are shining through right now. A lot of people at home looking at their quarantine bay. Like, I'm sorry, who are? I'm sorry, who are you? I'm I'm sorry. I don't I don't recognize. Oh, okay. You remember that uh, episode of um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? You know, that's our era. We just dated ourselves, right? Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and it was uh, Will Smith and Tisha Campbell and they got stuck in the basement with the earthquake and she took off her nails, she took off her lashes, she took off her half wig. Sis was that's a brand new
0: episode. What? Yeah, I remember that's- that. That's an old school episode, yeah.
2: Well, we're like currently that. living in that episode right now, right now. Facts. Yes. Facts but without further ado um we are not alone today um joining in on this wonderful vibrant fun conversation that we are going to have today about hair um actually this is uh, part one of episode four we got some other surprises coming up for y'all um for the next episode but that's n- neither here nor there our first esteemed guest that we have with us tonight is New York's best, Brooklyn's best, the mm. celebrities' loctician with twenty years in the game. She all has right a now. deep passion for her craft, and she's mm. from sweet, sweet T N T. she love she country. I bring you to you all uh, tonight, Miss Marlene. Yes. Yay. What? Oh, yes! Thank, thank you. Thank you.
3: Thank you. Just want to say thank you. Thank oh. you for having me. I am very, very happy to be here with you guys today, you know, to spend some time and let's talk about what we can do or what, how we can help in this time of quarantine. And I am, I am very happy.
2: We are excited that you are here, Miss Marlene. And also, we have another exciting guest in the building tonight. Philly's own social (laughs) influencer, co-founder of Uh Men with locks now this (laughs) sister has been running and doing her thing in the game for eight years and ladies let me tell you something if you have not checked out men with locks on the ig it is a high key snack ministry men with locks right so there's that that uh welcome to the team nina yes Yes.
3: thanks for having me i
2: appreciate it i appreciate
0: it that's what's up, man. Uh, look, I just want to say I know two of these individuals uh personally for many years. Uh, Miss Marlene is my loctician, Um and I met Miss Marlene um under some rough circumstances. Um I was looking to get my hair done uh for for a wedding and I had a set appointment with a very chic uh Brooklyn uh, locks place. I forgot the name of this spot, but it was like expensive too, about $200 and all this other Ooh. stuff. And I was at, at, a, at a lock place in my life where I was like, well, I need to do the best for my hair. And I'm going to go to these kind of real professional people that are going to do it. And they were supposed to be this Afrocentric, holistic type of lock people. I get down there and they don't understand people because I came like maybe 10, 15 in late and they weren't able to take me. The lady looked me dead in my eyes, was like, No, I'm 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 I can't take you. Not doing anything. She was on her phone texting when she was talking to me.
2: Are you serious? Anyway,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. They, and they're disrespectful.
2: Did I you walked out there.
0: huh? Did did you have to put a deposit down? Cause you know some of these sheep. Yeah, I put a little deposit down. I lost the deposit and everything. So I had the wedding the next day. I come out, I am stressed. I'm on Flatbush Ave walking around. I got I grab a dollar van. And I hadn't taken a dollar van in a minute. So I, I got a dollar van and found out oh, it was like a dollar fifty. So you know, that was updated for me. I didn't know the dollar <laughs> van could change the price. So I get on a dollar van. I'm I'm walking up and down Flatbush looking for a lactation, looking for somebody to do my hair. I walk into many shops. People look at me. They did not recognize. They didn't even. I was like, hey, I'm in a, I'm in a tight mind. I need somebody to do my hair. A lot of people looked at me, continued to say, hey, I don't have any space for you today. I walked mm-hmm. in yes, into Miss Marlene's shop. There are three different women there. Two were still doing hair They even look at me when I made my little, my little speech. Miss um, Marlene stopped what she was doing, walked over Aww. to me, checked my hair, said, You know what? I'm a little busy today, but come back in like two or three hours. I'll take care of you. I said, Aww. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Shook her hand, ran out, came back within a amount of time, and she took her time with me. Must have took an hour or two hours to change, but she did not rush. She took care of me. When I got up from that chair, I said to her, I paid her my dollars. I said, Look, you have a customer for life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of, that is the type of person Miss Marlene is. Very talented with her uh-huh. lock, lock skills, but also a good, down-earth, quality person. And Nina, I met Nina for quite some time years ago and we were mm-hmm. definitely really good friends from out of Philly. Nina actually I went the last time I saw Nina was at um there was a friend of yours doing a show um, mm-hmm. and it was a sex and 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 was it sex and food? Was it sex and a yes,
1: it was a, a cookbook and erotic short story book. Oh, mixed wow. up in one. Yeah. yeah. It was fine. My, my work. I was just hosting it for her. It was a
0: friend of mine. <laughs> She's like, Let me just make sure you know it wasn't me that was mixing sex and food. <laughs> it was it's an interesting book. It's still
1: on Amazon, so <laughs>
0: Yeah, man, I bought a book too. I got I got I got a copy. I don't know where it's at, but I did I did support. It's in the kitchen. I, yeah, man. Right. I, it's in the kitchen now. Nah, I, 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 I ain't gonna put I mean, that in the kitchen. You don't wanna get myself in trouble here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> For but
0: but that's the last time we saw and of course nina is amazing she i remember the first time she approached me and said hey i'm gonna do this blog about you know men with locks and it was a simple concept and i'm like oh that's interesting came out i even came on there i don't think i'm part of the snack ministry but I, i'm definitely <laughs> i'm I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm a snack, you know what I'm saying? Um, pr- probably it's a, maybe, maybe a piece of gum or something. But I did,
2: <laughs> but okay. I did,
0: I did take a couple of pictures for for the blog, and I have watched as that uh, that blog has grown and grown and grown, and is really oh, yeah. taking on some of the major issues around here when it comes to LOCKS and bringing that community together and empowering people. They have great pictures, especially uh, for Black pride as well. Um, and so um, really great work. So I just want to make sure to give some context to the people that we're talking to today. They're great folks. Um, so I'm going to start with Miss Marlene. Marlene. Ms. Marlene, talk to me a little bit about yourself. Um, where are you from? Talk to, and talk to me about how you got into doing LOCKS.
3: Okay, so I am from the island of Trinidad and Tobago, and um, I always had a deep passion for doing natural hair. Um, I have three daughters of my own, and uh, I can probably say that I started off doing hair by practicing on their hair. I am, you know, back in the islands in the Caribbean, the women, mothers are very particular when coming to their children here. And so by having that, having to like on weekends, you got to wash their hair, you got to braid it, to strand it, you got to take care of it to prepare them to school during the week and constantly having to take care of them. And then my neighbors also seeing what I did. I also had extended families that I was taking care of. And then I said, hmm, this is good what you're doing. This is amazing because, you know, you're getting the compliments and whatnot. And then I said, hmm, you have something here. You should go take a, a, a you know, go, get a, go take a course. Go, go and see what you can learn here. And so I went and I took a course in doing, um, in in cosmetology, I would say, um, which included everything. And um, and that's how I actually started doing hair, but I always had a deep passion for doing it.
2: Miss Marlene, I can't lie, you brought me back to the times when um, I used to run from my mother after she would let my (laughs) hair air dry after conditioning. And she said, come, come, Uh come, you know, say you're here, have a cool mode. And the bawling, because I'm, uh, I used to, well, I used to be, more on that later, very tender headed. And so, um, Uh you know, that was definitely a bonding experience that, you know, Uh every uh, young african-american or african child uh has had especially girls you know saturday and sundays was reserved for making sure your hair was washed conditioned and peeled back calmly for the yeah. for the school week ahead yeah. Yeah. yes yes
3: but what i what i what what i also think also there was a certain time we never had like leave-in conditioners it was most of the shampoos were a bit harsh and the conditioners were just like probably very thick and they never really softened our hair texture, which is a very tight curl pattern. So mm-hmm. when you when you don't have the right product, it tends to be difficult when you have to comb the hair out. That's why sometimes a lot of parents or a lot of kids would say, oh, my mom said I broke a lot of combs. <laughs> but the breaking of the combs, It's because because the products that we used, we didn't have the right products on our hands at that point in time. You know, the knowledge of having it. I think that is one of the main,
2: main, main aspects of that. Agreed. Agreed. Um, So I just wanted to pivot a little bit. Hair, especially, you know, in the Caribbean community, I was grown up and, and taught that hair was my crown, it was my glory, hair was my beauty, and so hair was looked at very reverently, which is why so much time was spent on the care and the combing and the grooming. So. Um, this question is for both Ms. Marlene and Nina. Uh, what is the significance of hair to you personally? How do you identify with it? Um, does it have significance to you personally? Either one of you ladies can jump in.
3: Um, the significance for me with hair personally? Um, hair signifies to me freedom. Um, freedom to express who you are, freedom to, mm-hmm. you know, identify with who you are, your culture, mm-hmm. your heritage, just, just freedom, freedom to be me or freedom to be who I am. That's how I look at it. I'm not, I'm not having to fit into the status quo of trying to be what other people look like, but be you. Right.
1: Right. Um, I would probably agree with Ms. Marlene, I think for me personally, especially now that I've been locked for eight years, um, I feel like that locks are really or just my hair is really just a part of who I am. Um, You know, I went through a really indifferent period in my life with hair where for a long time prior before going natural. You know, I felt like in order for me to look attractive or, you know, just feel confident, I had to use certain products or add hair or just do things that's just not natural. So I'm finally getting to a stage in my life where I accept my natural hair as beautiful um, I would definitely say that um, freedom is definitely associated with how I look at my own hair and just like locked hair in general. So I agree with her.
2: Woo, child, you just touched a nerve for me. Go ahead, man. So I see, I see.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, man, it's getting deep. I, I, I just want to say, Nina, talk to us a little bit about why you started Man With Locks because there were other platforms out here that were doing some things similar, but what, what made you... want to start men with (laughs) locks
1: it's funny because when i i was inspired to start men with locks because i had just started my own lock journey And me, and I make this joke all the time, with me being a Virgo, and I know Dave's a Virgo too, so he understands this. With me being a Virgo, anytime I am getting ready to start something new, I have to do tons of research first. That's just me. I got to research it (laughs) over and over again. So prior to me starting my life journey, I was like, oh, I just need to make sure that I do everything right. I got to Find all the information. I got to read all the blogs. I got to read anything that I can get my hands on on locking the locking process. And so, what I noticed when I was doing my research is that there weren't any blogs specifically um featuring brothers. And I thought that was strange because, like for example, when I met Dave, Dave had had his lock for a few years, and I know Dave personally loved his lock. And would talk about them with me. And he was among other brothers who, too, loved, you know, their life journeys and was always open to give me um, information about it. So I found it to be strange that there wasn't anything specifically for and about Black men. So I mentioned to my sister, I said, hey, what if we started this blog? But the key is we don't really know a lot of Lock brothers in Philly, so we would have to approach brothers randomly. And we kind of laughed about it because we didn't think brothers would even talk to us, you know, especially allow us to take their photo. But they did. And we were surprised. And as, you know, the, the block grew, you know, we're still surprised. Like now that, you know, we have the audience that we have and it's international, we thought it was just going to be a local blog, and we would just feature brothers from Philly. We had no idea what way it did, and we learned about blogging and locks along the journey. is
2: really come interesting. on now, and you built a wonderful catalog of snack ministry lockmen. Yes, jerk sauce. thank you, thanks you very much. On the bottom, of her heart. that wonderful catalog. My number is five five five. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. But. It's, I love it's that snack ministry. I got to keep that <laughs> in my, my uh, back of my mind. That's hilarious. <laughs> but um, it's it's funny that uh, because you know growing up in um New York, coming across men who were locked wasn't you know something that was new to me or strange. However, mm-hmm. I did I have noticed that um, through the years the image of locked men and the conversation behind it has definitely evolved I definitely Mm -hmm. think it has uh locks in general or individuals who choose to lock their hair the conversation around locks and even the transition from calling it dreads which I hate Mm -hmm. that term um You know, people are no longer calling it that anymore, thank God. And the history um, behind having locked hair and actually the power that your hair holds, you understand what I'm saying? Um, Miss Marlene, do you find that you have uh, more clients now over your 20-year tenure or, you know, how has has the landscape changed? Yes, it has changed a lot.
3: Um, my, um, my clientele has grown tremendously. And one thing that I realized with my clientele, for some reason, I have majority of men clientele, a lot of men. So then that opened my eyes. I said, Hmm, a lot of men are starting to lock their hair. A lot of men are taking pride in Mm -hmm. their locks and um that -hmm. is what I saw over the period of time because when I look on my Instagram page you would see a lot a lot of men you know a lot of locks hairstyle and majority of them are men and so um mm very interesting. Quick question for
2: you Miss Marley when did you start your locked hair journey?
3: My lock hair journey I started my lock but I I originally had locks in Trinidad Right. Then when I came when I came to the United States, what I did, I I I actually sort of um how could I say to you? So I am a person that loves color. Okay? And so I um when you when you saw me with my locks, the first thing you're gonna see is red. Mm. Very red, vibrant TNT red. Colors. Mm-hmm. Red, yes, yes, very red beautiful looks, but i and and in order for me to get that vibrant color i used to like um bleach my hair and um but the thing about it is that not it's not only the bleaching but it's the consistency of doing it which was you know because and you got to have a limit but i wanted to always have that vibrant look and i i, I assume david is right probably some tnt um <laughs> <laughs> Blood in my veins, but we gotta, we gotta have red, and um, um, you know. So I damaged my hair to a point I did really, but um, for the time that I had it, the journey was an amazing journey. I must say, I felt beautiful. I loved it, and I have to say, anyone who is going to start their locks, they're gonna, they're gonna do it with pride. It's
2: beautiful. <laughs> funny story um i had my own lock journey for a a short stint of time um and this is something that yeah you didn't know surprise yeah it's coming
0: out okay
2: (laughs) i um, bring it out bring it out (laughs) back in 2016 (laughs) um so way back when i had did my first big chop and um I think most of our listeners should know what a big chop is, but I'm not going to make any assumptions. A big chop is when you, you know, you decide to stop uh, creamy cracking it with your hair, right? No more perm. So then you let your natural hair grow out. Then you do a big chop and you have this cute little fro and you're like, oh my God, who am I? And you run, you go get it braided. And you know, it's like a thing, right? I see Nina shaking her head like (laughs) she's like, I I, I remember those days. And so I remember, right. I went through that phase and then I was natural for five years. And then, you know, I'm always one for cutting and changing. Anyway, fast forward to 2016, I decided, I said, you know what? I'm ready. I'm ready to commit. I am going to lock my hair. And for a long time, I did not lock my hair due to uh, the imposed ideology on me from my grandmother who don't lock your hair, you're not a rasta, You, you don't live up in the mountains. And she would say these things to me, all of these negative things. And I would look at her and say, grandma, but that's not like, what are you talking about? Like, why, why would you feel that way? Why would you say that? But, you know, in her era, that's, Um, You know, people in the Rastafarian community, people who had locked their hair, that's how they were viewed and that was a stigma. I think it was very unfortunate, but that's what she, that's what she knew and that's where her mind was set. And so that's what she therein for tried to impose upon me. Um, And so I had to make my own decision, you know, as a young black woman and, and free myself and I didn't share that perspective. And so you know, I had to have a conversation with my mom as well, because my grandmother imparted her mindset on my mother, who then was trying to reinforce that on me. And I wasn't, I wasn't having it. I actually have pictures. And there's a reason why I I don't have locks right now. And I'll share a little bit more about that later, because that's gonna uh, move us into part two of our show. Uh, But Anyway, we're circling yeah. back to locks. so.
0: I have a quick question. So, first of all, that's yeah. amazing. I need to see the pictures. Um, I just need confirmation.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> I know. Your, your research, like, I need, Virgo. I need to see that. I need to see that.
0: <laughs> um, but, you know, it brings up a good point. I guess I'm going to pose this question to both uh, Miss Marlene and Nina. So, in terms of Caribbean folks, uh, you know, Miss Marlene, you're, you, you've been, grew up in the Caribbean, what were some of the uh, ideas you heard from folks over the last several years? How has that changed the view of the attitudes towards locks? Because people think that, I think they have this impression that you're from the Caribbean. So locks was, you know, was something that was looked upon as something that's great, but it might be different for different folks. So I want to know if you could share with me that perspective of attitudes that's changed over time in regards to locks.
3: Um, What I can say. See- The attitude towards the locks from the Caribbean point of view. Um, Well, I grew up seeing locks around me. My 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 cousins always have locks. Especially, you know what? I will let me let me let me go back to Bob Marley. Let me use let me use Bob Marley as an influence. So, um, Bob Bob Marley, being as popular as he was and influential as he was. A lot of people had liked his lifestyle, his 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 style, his locks. But his locks were freeform, and um um I think most of it started off from there because everybody wanted to be like Bob Marley. Let me have the lock. I don't want to even twist it. I want to just keep it natty, you know, like like I think it, I think it's like I think they call it bongo Shanti, That's another name they call. But you just have it mm-hmm. freeform. But as time goes by, and time went by, and everything re- evolved and everything, now you have fashion locks. Fashion. Fashion. Fashion locks. Now that is where you come, because before, no one went to the salon. You wash your hair, you use, I think there was a shampoo, they, they, they would use the, the Bushcall ratchet. They will wash their hair, and they will just leave it to air dry. But now... Mm-hmm. Moving forward, years down, ahead of us, now we have fashion, fashion look, where you come into the salon, you get it washed, you get it twisted nicely, and you style it. So it looks more presentable if you have to go for an interview, a job interview, and um, the people are actually embracing it. Uh, There are a lot of... Um a lot of people I know that have their locks well groomed and nice in the in the islands. And uh, presently I have a lot of clients who are also Caribbean clients or Caribbean background. And um they come to get their hair done on a week on a like probably every four or five weeks. And the thing about it is that there is still though, I have to say, a little stigma, nothing, not, not nothing as much as before. Because I had an incident where a young man came and his mother came with him. And his mother said to me, she's from the islands. And she said, please, please, Miss Marlene, please take your office here. I don't want him to look like crazy. I don't want him, I, I don't want him to be smoking weed. I said, wait, 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 wait. I said, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is a young man. He's in college he it's a it's a it's his hairstyle. it's his hair it's trendy he wants to have it he'll be fine don't worry about it so she actually came with him that day, so I convinced her listen to me now she's in love with him now he's even coloring his hair and so um we have come a long way but yes in um Caribbean or even here in a, um american americanized Caribbean they are embracing it, and I love it. I love it.
0: So, so, Nina, you you've spoken with a lot of men over the years um, who have locks. Uh, they, they they describe going through that kind of process with family or oh yeah judge. yeah
1: oh yeah definitely. Um, I've heard it all of a lot of brothers that I know that um, are from the Caribbean or, you know, um, you know, maybe first or second generation Americans. Um, they always say that. A lot of times their family um, you know, are not really welcoming with the idea of them starting their locks, really because of the images that um a lot of them associate with locks with like Rastafarianism and just like the untidy look or the unneat look, or... So I think that those um, stigmas are starting to change because of, um, you know, brothers specifically, um, you know, um, maintenance in their hair and and doing more things with their hair. But yeah, definitely, definitely. Oh, man. I, I just was talking to a brother probably a couple of weeks ago on our page live, and he was talking about how you know, when he was going through what we call the fuzzy stage, a lot of people <laughs> refer it as the ugly stage. I don't like to use the term ugly because I don't feel like anything is coming out of my head is ugly. So, But, um, you know, the fuzzier stage is a lot process. He was saying how, you know, his mom wanted to cut his hair, you know, and try to while he was sleeping, you know, but... <laughs>
3: The, now, a, yes. a night
1: Samson okay, and Delilah, what is going right. on? <laughs> deep, deep, right? But now, because I, I think he had his locks on, I, I want to say for like 12 years. So, of course, now they're long, they're beautiful. You know, he keeps them done. Now, she says she loves his hair, his fancy, is definitely, uh, you know, accepted his lock journey. And, you, you know, he just doesn't have any issues. But he said that first year, he was being criticized by... Family, friends, and specifically his mom who tried to cut his hair. <laughs>
0: but yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, I definitely I all definitely influence a lot. That yeah. would be
2: called moving furniture. I would have a problem. Is my trying to cut my hair
0: like that? What? Like, we're not we're not not as like cutting my hair, but threats. My mother, um, a Jamaican woman of uh, strong opinions. <laughs> um. <laughs> Definitely let me know how she felt. She and I started, I grew my hair out. She said, well, Why go on here? What's going on? You're not cutting your hair. I said, uh, no, mommy. Um, I'm just taking some time to let it grow out a little bit. She said, okay, okay, well, make sure say so you got a barber soon, you know, cause things getting out of hand. When I come back from college, I got my hair already twisted already, you know, and she she starts picking up a storm. You're not gonna get a job. You try to get employee, you're not gonna get a job. She had church, she ashamed of me. She don't want the people to say hi to me at church because I'm in that, you know, as as Nina said, the fuzzy phase, right?
2: The fuzzy um, stage. I uh-huh. think in
0: everybody's locked journey. I know, Miss Molly, you could probably attest to this too, that everybody sometimes has that level of doubt. And that's why I say now, people who are getting locked down, yeah. there are some trendsetters. We had to give a big shout out to those that's trendsetters. Again. I'm like,
3: sure, sure, really, we have to we have her wave yeah (laughs) because because when one of my daughters when one of my daughters was starting her look she actually put a wig over her hair to start her look i did too you know what i I mean she put a wig on (laughs) and then then when she took the wig off everybody was like
2: excuse me you have (laughs) 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 it's funny you said that you're right david you're right I did the same thing when I first got my, um, lock my starter locks. Cause I didn't, uh, I didn't uh, add extensions. Cause I, I, I did a little research <laughs> and I realized that you can start your process, um, you know, with, uh, four locks, like lock extensions, and then you can have them, you know, integrated. And then as your hair grows, it'll just, so you can come out fabulous out the door or Mm -hmm. you can phase in. And I said, all right, I'm going to phase in. And, uh, yeah, that, that, that first day I walked into the loctician's, um, uh, seat with with my wig in my bag, and I said we're gonna <laughs> yes. And so I had a fresh set of locks underneath some baby locks, and then I had a calm wig <laughs> right over it. Yeah, yeah, I did.
0: Yeah, gotta let that hair breathe. Look, I remember. though I'm telling you right now, there was a time, and look, I, my back was against the wall at one point, right?
2: You had a wig on, Dave.
0: I'm, you know, I'm looking for work. I'm looking for work. It, it, if I could have put one on, I probably would have at that time, right? But I'm, I'm looking for work. Things are getting tight, you know. I'm trying to get out of mama house because you know living in a Caribbean household on my first. If anybody from a Jamaican parent standpoint, you should know we try especially to
2: especially if they're not locked. I think it's easier if they're locked. If they're locked, then yeah. Yeah,
0: I, I was in that phase, and and so. I'm looking for work, and I'm like, man, I can't find. And I have a job interview coming up. I know I, I'm really I, this one I can, I know I can get. I'm very confident, but I'm like, my hair, my hair is a little touchy. All right, I said, all right, cool. You know what? I'm gonna walk on faith because that night before I was this close to cutting it off. That night before I, I, I wrestled with the idea. I think anybody who goes through the lock journey has that moment where they're kind oh, yeah. of they wanting to cut their hair. And I said, you know what? Yeah. I started this journey. Here's the reason why. Because my journey was started because I wanted to get a deeper connection to myself uh, and my identity. And it was a representation. I'd gone through a tough time in life. And I wanted to have a physical representation of the internal process that had occurred within me. And so this was, I said, this is not something that I'm going to do. I went. I walked through that door. And who did I see as my interviewer? But a nice, wonderful Caribbean locked woman working in wow. the U.S. Oh, look Ms. at God. She had, red, oh, she, had red, she had red locks too, Miss Marlene. Ms.
3: Oh, Deborah, really? Yeah. She had, red, <laughs> she had red locks. I said, yeah, oh, You I meet I a this. woman with red locks? You got it. You got it. I said, I got this. Oh, no. I, I came <laughs> yeah.
0: in. I, I sat down with a certain level of confidence that I had not had before and uh, so you know, these are things i think everyone throughout the lock journey you're faced with that pressure you're faced with it you're going to go through that time where you're like you know what i want to cut it and it all depends right i think you have to know why you're doing it and there's a lot of people have to go back to their why are you actually going through this process i never wanted to do any kind of faux locks because i felt that that actually cheapens the journey if you're doing yeah. this cosmetically and and look for, for some people it's not that's no there's no spiritual connection it's just style and that's okay. But for me, I think when I took the journey, it was for more of a spiritual awakening um, and a representation of what was happening internally. And that's why I held it. So it was so important to me.
2: Well, you do know that hair, um, is an extension of you. It's, it's a spirit. It holds energy hair. Your hair is an extension. It, it like they said, um, if you're ever in, uh, if you notice a lot of people who go through a rough patch in life and once they've come through that journey, they cut their hair to get rid of, to shed the old energy. I grew up um, being taught, don't let anybody play in your hair. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, my mother used to yell at me. She used to say, don't let those little pittin' in my school play in your head. Because the, the, process, the thought process behind that was if someone has ill intent towards you and they're in your hair and they're in your mole, you know, that's where your strength is. So it's like stripping your strength away from you. Um, I don't know, Nina, do you want to speak to that? You're First of all, I, I would be remiss if I did not comment on the luxuriousness of all of these locks that I am looking at right now. I am high-key jealous. I'm just going to just put that out there. It looks like there.
0: it was recently done. You, you, you practicing COVID-19 quarantine? Listen, uh,
2: don't call her out, <laughs> Dave. <Just laughs> it looks like it
0: was recently today. done. I, I just want to point that out. i oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I put a
0: headband, but trust me, if I take this headband off, it's going
1: to be... Oh, it's crazy. the headband that's making it... Okay, that's
0: I'm all right, confirm, confirm. Yeah, good. listen,
1: I got, I got plenty You've been practicing oh, yes. quarantine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yes. I'm like, I got my, my lock system ready. Like, listen, no, you better make an appointment for me when I'm be done, because this is terrible, it's terrible, uh, you know. <laughs> So, but yeah. so,
2: I'm funny because, um, <laughs>
1: I'm sorry, it's funny, but, you know, with growing up, my mother was a hairstylist, so she didn't really do, um, natural hair because back in the eighties and nineties, you know, it was all about the relaxers, the beads, the, the perms. So she, um, she really was more so about the health of hair more so than a spiritual, connection with hair. So I didn't grow up with that spiritual um connection towards my hair. If anything, she just was like, no, you shouldn't let people touch your hair because of people's hands being dirty or, you know, um, oh, I just spent all night doing your hair. You you letting your friends touch your hair. You won't mess my work <laughs> up, you know. So she was one of those type of parents is like when you stepped outside the door you have to look presentable at all times. No scarves, none of those things. Just That's just how she was, or she still is. Um, but um, so I didn't grow up with that spiritual connection to hair. It really wasn't until I went natural, which was in 2005, to where hair started to feel different to, to me. Um, like I said a little bit earlier, you know, I didn't realize how um, how much I had to really let go of those feelings um about you know how I like looked going through <laughs> the like this short phase like you were talking about earlier, and just growing up always having long hair then going through the big chop it was a real adjustment for me, and I, it was really challenging. And then reliving that whole phase with the lock journey too, because like we touched on a little bit, that fuzzy stage is extra little. So it's just real, and just happened to you know looking at myself in the mirror, and I didn't never think to put a wig over the top of my head, but if I would have thought about it, I would definitely did, because I was having a hard time. a good idea. And hearing what other people said around me too just didn't build my confidence at all, so. Yeah, oh.
2: I'm like, well, what's going on? You know, I kind of grew up with a lot of my identity b- being wrapped in my hair. I remember mm-hmm. back in '09, I was dating this guy and I had gone to the hairdresser and she did not do my hair right. I did not like mm-hmm. the way my hair looked, and I called him frantic frantically crying hysterically and he's like babe what's 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 going on what's wrong and I was like my hair and I'm like crying and he's like wait what wait just your hair but you're safe you're okay because I'm bawling like someone died and it was and in retrospect I realized it was because a lot of who I was was wrapped up in how my hair looked if my hair looked good I, I I was good and life was good. but if my hair looked bad i was i felt rejected i didn 't feel beautiful i didn't feel like myself and so you know hair plays a major role uh, to a certain extent, depending on where you are in your i just just evolution as an individual um as to how you feel about yourself and the things that you allow your self esteem, your confidence, you know, a lot of it is wrapped up in this thing on top of your head. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah.
1: That's really true. And I think being a hairdresser's daughter and never really having bad hair days because my mom was always there to do my hair. Even after, you know, I left home, I still was able to come back and get her to do my hair. So going through that locking process and not being able to find that quick fix that I'm used to. It was really challenging. And I didn't realize how caught up I was and just how my hair looked um, until I started that process. Yeah. Cool. So I tell people all the time. I, I think really, <laughs> it's really funny. But when we started the blog, um, I was probably about five months into my own lock journey. And I remember really thinking about cutting my hair, and I remember my sister, who I do the blog with, she was like, "How are you going to cut your hair and then you're promoting blog culture? That like, that that doesn't make sense." And I and I thought about it, and I really think that was really what kept me on <laughs> my journey because I didn't <laughs> want to look like a hypocrite. <laughs> you had to stay true to your brand.
0: <laughs> to stay true to the brand, I hear you.
1: I was- i like, well, you know what? I got this block, man. I can't turn back, man. We growing. Like, I'm like, hey, look, I just got work with it. So, hilarious <laughs> to think about it now, but yeah. yeah. But I would so- like
3: to say this. Could I say this? Being a lactician, and um, you were speaking about energy, and um, I have a couple of clients as well, that when they come in for the time for the first time to get their hair done by me or service, i <laughs> first thing they would say to me is, I love your energy. If I don't feel mm-hmm. that energy, you cannot touch my hair. Uh-huh. So, mm-hmm. yes, very, very deep, very deep. Mm-hmm. And I would like, I say, oh, thank you. Yes. Um. One particular woman, I remember she came, she came with her husband. And she said she sat down and she looked at me for a while. And she came earlier than, than her appointed time, that her appointment wasn't, she sat down for a while. I didn't know she was, you know, checking me out. I just thought that she came with And Then she said to her husband, okay, I would let her do my hair. I like her energy. Mm. Otherwise, you, you couldn't touch me, my hair. So That's that right. plays a very important part. You got to mm. feel the person, you got to, you know, the spiritual part, It's it's very deep for a lot of people.
2: So, you know, it's not everyone can just touch your hair and that's it. No, right. right. Listen, Mama Jerk Sauce has had the same beautician. Boy, I think I was in elementary school or maybe junior high school since I was like in the seventh grade. To this day, to this day, the woman is a grandmother now. To this day, she still has the same um beautician because and as you know when them why them why when them make up them make up but she refuses to leave her because of that very reason her hand she would say the term is um you know her hand agrees with my hair and Mm. you know the relationship that you end up having with your stylist they're they're past you know um a uh, s- uh, stylist and client—they're—they're they're friends. Like I'm pretty sure, Miss um, Nadine will be at my wedding. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she'll be styling me. You know, and so it—it it, it is a relationship, is a type of relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for that very reason, there is an energy exchange when someone has their hand in your hair. There are people yeah. that I have stopped going to who used to do my oh, hair, yeah. and um, I even went to a dermatologist and I'll share more on that later, I went to a dermatologist and I stopped going to her because I didn't like the words that she would speak over my head. And when she was dealing with me, I'm very much a, a full believer that words have power. Words have oh, creative yeah. power. And so if you're going through something, especially like when you're dealing with a, a physician and, and, you know, they're going to speak negative things. Uh-uh. So I, I legit stopped going to her. And I, I told my mother, I was like, I don't want her anywhere near me. I don't want her touching my head. I don't want her touching anything on me because no, we're not. That's what we're not gonna do. <laughs> we're no. not gonna do yes, yes. because her energy was rank. It would just really I agree down. with you. I agree with you. How yeah. when people cook your food? You ever notice that so when them them happy, your food tastes nice? How <laughs> when the food. ball <laughs> and don't taste good?
0: Love, oh, love, really love. Really you gotta
3: nice. put love in it. You gotta put love. Like, you
0: gotta put the love yeah. in it. I think mm-hmm. I really attest to that that, that relationship. Cause I, I share Miss Marlene's like a therapist. I get into the chair and we just go over everything that's happened in life over the last couple of weeks. Uh, she'll ask me about my family, I ask her about hers, and we'll sit down and we laugh. It's a therapeutic mm. time, yeah, a time yeah. where yeah. you want to be relaxed. And yeah. I, I found with other people, it just wasn't like that. It was always this level of anxiety that you had. And um, so, Miss Marlene knows how to wonderfully bring you into a space. And let me just say this right now I, the place where Miss Marlene works at, it, it is like considered to me like a trap house, right? I came in there. I'm like, this is a trap house. This stuff has, the ceiling ain't right. You know, it's wire it's showing. It's a
2: trap right? house though.
0: And I'm telling you though, let me tell you this. It's not about the house. It's about the person that's yes. there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because Miss, I don't see that when I Miss Marlene, you warm. be
2: burning sage in there, Wom? What are y'all doing there? Y'all burn no, little it's, sage before people? It's
0: <laughs> is just you know
2: something Uh,
3: listen to me i am i am who i am i'm all about love and taking care of my clients i love my clients seriously and i do my best you know whatever i gotta do build their spirits up because i am all about love so i want to take care of them like a hundred and whatever percent and so one day my um and my daughter said to me mom All, you know, like how all the clients are like this. Everybody's waiting peacefully. And she decides to ask a couple of clients, what it is you see in my mom? They said, her energy. I said, Oh, thank you. Young guys, everybody waiting, waiting. Her Energy. Your mom is amazing. We love her. I say, Oh, thank you. Thank Thank you. Very important. Very Very important, but it's got to be, it's got to come from, from within you, it's got to be genuine, it's got to be real,
0: Mm -hmm.
3: you know, you got to be real, so I am, I I have it, I have, I, you know, I'm pure. so when you, when you sit on my chair, you get it, you got, you, you feel it, because I can't, I, I can't even, it just flows, that's it. I just froze and I just say, you know, thank you. Not just that I am, so. that I am that kind of person. You and you
0: can't I, I'm unhook it you, or you hook. i telling you. I'm your <laughs> I wanna just basically say this is a good segue to I want Miss Marley to share this story because the how did you end up uh doing Aver DuVenet's uh locks? Okay, I want to, so I, it's a it, great story that I think people should hear. All right.
3: <laughs> So Eva DuVernay was looking for a a location in New York city. And um, she searched around and she saw, first of all, she saw my website. And um, she saw a a couple other websites, but she said something about me was outstanding. And um, um, her assistant called first. And said, um, um, I would like to make an appointment with you to do Ava DuVernay's hair. I said, OK. They said, Do you do house calls? I said, Well, I work at a salon. And I say, But if you need me to do house calls, it's fine. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, you know, they, they gave me the address to where she was staying at in Manhattan. And I was preparing myself to go, you know, take care of her there. And then plans changed. They called me and said, it's okay. Ava said she's going to come direct to you in Brooklyn. I said, really? She said, yes. I said, okay, that's fine. I, I, I gave her an early appointment that morning. And then it so happened, because it was the first time she was actually coming to Brooklyn, it was on a Saturday, they never realized that coming across the Brooklyn Bridge had so much traffic. And so she texted me. She texted me and she said, and now I'm speaking to her personally, texted me and said, Marlene, I'm a bit late. I'm coming over the bridge. I said, that's fine. And so I tried to take her before the crowd came in the shop. But anyway, she, <laughs> you know, we 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 keep texting. And then after like a couple of like, you know, 30 minutes or so behind schedule, she texted me and said that I'm outside. <laughs> I went outside and I waited for her. And when I saw the vehicle, she came out. And, you know, me, Marlene hug. And she was just like me. We hug each other. Oh, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Come in, come in, come in. And she said to me, um, okay, I know I wanted color. And she said, "Hmm, forget about the color. Let's just, you know, just wash and twist my head. I said, no, I'm going to take care of you. So I did that for her. And while I was doing her hair, she said to me, do you know it's the first time I came to Brooklyn? I said, really? I said, well, welcome to Brooklyn. <laughs> and, I, and then she said, I had three persons to choose from and I chose you. I said, thank you for choosing me. I said, thank you very much. And at the end of the service, she said to me, I like you. But I would not be coming back to the salon anymore. Could you come to me? I said sure. Everywhere there is there is not even a place I have not been around with Ava DuVernay in New York City. To so all her her radio shows, her TV shows, everything she took nice. me around everywhere, and that's how I met Ava DuVernay. And uh, you know we connect. You know from 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 since then that's our connection. And she has me down as long as she's in New York City.
2: She calls me right away. That's, That's beautiful. 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 Oh,
0: yes. You no, know, it came to the hood. I don't want to just give a big shout out to Ava Renee, Yes. Because yes. she was on Flatbush. She wasn't on a play play Flatbush. Uh oh. Uh
3: Flatbush. Yes. She came to the trap yes. house. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I,
0: I respected yes. it. Um, did not turn on. No, you know some celebrities would be turning nose up, and, mm-hmm. and so when Miss no. Molly shared that with me, she sat down, enjoyed herself. Just sat back, relaxed, and I, I thought that was nice. really telling of her personality, of who she is. Just uh, you know, I don't know her personally, but I could say that level of action as a celebrity shows a certain level. Of-
3: very, <laughs> very humble person. Yes. yes. Um
0: Thank you so much for sharing that, Miss Marlene. Now, Nina, I don't know. You let me know. You probably run into your fair share of like, like lock celebrity. Have you have you run into any lock celebrity or even somebody special that you felt? you know, was like, oh, my gosh, this person, I was able to interview them or speak with them due to the uh, the, the blog.
1: Actually, I wouldn't necessarily call him a celebrity, but okay. cause he, I'm sure he wouldn't like to be known as that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, while we've been quarantined, I've been, um, you know, having these lives and um jerk sauce you should definitely check out this saturdays because each week i've been featuring about 20 (laughs) brothers on live it's been draining me because literally i'm on live for four hours talking the whole time but i've been having a great time doing it a couple of lives ago i'm (laughs) i'm talking trash and um i noticed in the comments that edwin raymond had you know made mention to something that i was talking about um edwin Raymond is a um new york city lieutenant, but he was also a part of the n y p uh, n y p d twelve and um a few years ago he had a um article in the New
2: york times basically exposing um, the quota system. Yes, is that the fine one who was in all the documentary? Girl, yeah, I know, girl, I know. All right, come on. Mm-hmm. Come through. <laughs> <I'm> Sorry. <true. laughs> yeah. Come, come through. So I was really surprised that he was
1: following me, and I was embarrassed because I was like talking trash all night. So I'm like, oh my goodness, wait, you heard me say out my mouth. <laughs> But, um, yeah, you know, really humble brother. I, I I wound up, you know, DMing him after the live, thanking him for checking it out. And I had asked him would he be interested in being featured on my live. And he agreed. And, um, you know, I featured, I actually just did it um, last Monday, as a matter of fact. It was a really, really great experience. Um, he talked about the documentary Crime and Punishment. Did you guys see that? Crime and Punishment on Hulu?
0: I need to oh. see it. I'm gonna see
1: yeah, I, I need to see it. Yes, yes. Please watch it. It talk. I'm gonna be honest. Those type of films really make me emotional, especially because of you know the um just racist system and the treatment of black men. So I'm not gonna lie. It's it's gonna get you a little bit riled up. But um, he was in the documentary, so you'll get an opportunity to see a little bit of his own story. And why he joined the police force in the uh, first place. But he won an Emmy for, um, you know, the, you know, well, not the role, but his part in the documentary. And we talked a lot about that last week. And he also touched on the coronavirus situation. I heard that y'all talked about that last week. And just we talked about why it's important for people to stay home. So it was a really, really great interview. I was, I'm not going to lie, I was extremely (laughs) nervous
3: because that's just my energy. (laughs)
1: You know, and, but um, it was, it was a really great experience. Um, I told him to stay connected with me. He's working on some um, things in the, the near future, some community stuff. And it's really important for me to, you know, give back to the community, especially, you know, with Men With Locks growing and just using my audience to, and you know, inspire people to give as well. So we're going to be in contact with that. But yeah, it was a great experience, so. you know. That's
0: exciting. Awesome. Yeah, Yeah, I was really excited. That's amazing. Um, and so I guess as we're winding down tonight, I, I want to ask a quick question from you both. And what message do you have to share with folks around um, their here? What would you, if you had, a, let's say, a message that you'd want to give people about here to kind of wrap this up, what would you like to share with people? And you can take your time. Uh,
1: I would say, you know, do what makes you feel good. You know, um, I I, uh, get on the topic a lot. I talk a lot about lock discrimination and cutting here for employment and things like that. And one of the things that I stress to brothers and sisters, too who feel like need to do those things is that whatever you do to your hair should ultimately be your decision. And I just feel like that, you know, whatever, whatever reason you decided to go natural, whatever reason why you started to even grow your locks, that should be the main focus on when you're interacting with these employers. So just remembering why you did it and how it makes you feel and, you know, and just love it, love your hair. It's a part of you. It's coming out of your head. So just love it.
3: Okay. I I totally agree with what was just said. Love who you are. Love yourself. Mm-hmm. Show it by how you, how you carry yourself, your hair.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Take care of that hair. Walk with confidence. Mm-hmm. Make sure you have a very high self-esteem about yourself. Take care of yourself and let it show who right. you are. And that is very important. Just show who you are, and be you know free, freedom. Express yourself, you know. And um, I would say that love, love yourself, and show who you are.
2: all right.
0: Thank you, thank you,
2: thank you, ladies. Um, so as Mansa mentioned, we are in wind down mode. Um. I want to share a little bit more to my lock journey story and uh, before we, we wrap and thank our, our wonderful guests. So I mentioned earlier in the show that in 2016, I locked my hair for the very first time. What I neglected to share was that in 2015, I was diagnosed with alopecia areata and my hair fell out. I had a natural hair. And, um, you know, I was doing all the things, you know, the natural twists out and the, the this, that, and the third. And it was looking all cute to do do. And uh, one day I, I went to the hairdresser. Um, shout out to Miss Nadine B. in Brooklyn. And she washed and she was going to shiny bump my hair to do a twist out. And all I heard was her gasp as she, you know, pulled me up from the sink. And I said, wait, what, what, what's wrong? You know, it's never a good thing to hear your hairdresser gasp for air. It's never a good thing. And so it wasn't until after she washed and dried me and she just, I could see her feeling her in pain for me because literally you can now see my scalp and most of my hair was just in the sink. And yeah, so that was just an interesting experience. So, fast forward to 2016, where I started, I was in a recovery phase and my hair was growing back and it was coming back. And I said, okay, great, my hair is coming back. Let's lock it. And so I went and got it locked. But, however, towards the fall season of 2016, as my hair was locked, my hair started falling out again and my locks started to fall out and so i'm just gonna stop there so that is the reason why i am not locked to this day because my locks started to fall out as i was having another what they call uh, a flare-up and so part two of our hair conversation is going to revolve around hair loss and you know how to manage that and it seems like you know i've talked to quite a few people and men have chimed into the conversation too a lot of men have said hey i don't like being bald i just am because i started losing my hair so hair loss not only impacts people uh women and, and women who have natural hair but it also impacts men as well and so that's gonna be part two of our discussion but before we conclude our show miss marlene please let the people know where can they find you where what platforms are you are where can the people go and find miss marlene
3: yes you can find me on Instagram best underscore you can find me on Facebook best you can Google best location and find me there also, and I have a website marlenehairstyles dot com.
0: Awesome, beautiful. So you can see Miss Marlene featured in uh, in what was the episode? Uh,
3: oh yes, half post, half post, crown and glory, crown and glory on half post. Crown and
0: glory. So check her out. Check her video out on HuffPost Crown and Glory. You can see a good feature of Miss Marlene along with other um, hairstyles, talking a little bit about of black hair, and that was for um, uh, Black History
2: Month, right, Miss Marlene? This, yes, this year. Yes, 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 yes. Black History Month. Phenomenal. And Nina, where can the people find you?
1: Uh, Everything is Men With Locks, M-E-N-W-I-T-H-L-O-C-S. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and our blog is menwithlocks.com.
0: Fantastic. I want to thank everyone here tonight. Uh, It was amazing having you guys on. We learned so much today. Uh, A conversation could be so get deeper I know there were some things we didn't cover today, which is, of course, like lock discrimination that we've seen a couple of incidences occur with the wrestler who had to cut his hair, And um, we still are dealing with some level of discrimination in terms of jobs. So I know we didn't highlight those really high level political issues, um, but that's OK. We do we want to acknowledge them, that they do happen. And that's probably for another time.
2: But wait a minute, Mansa, the conversation doesn't have to end there. If you want to talk about it. Inbox us, DM us, find us on IG at What Happened Number Two Your Accent on Instagram. Also, go to our website www.fetworld.com email us. We want to hear from you. So what happened to your accent at gmail.com? Find us. What are some of your stories? What have you uh, faced with having your locks? Have you had to cut your locks? Let's continue the conversation. Let's not be afraid. Come talk to us, y'all.
0: Please do mm-hmm. right and check us out. So thank our guests once again, and yes.
2: everyone
0: has a wonderful time. Thank take you. care. Thank,
3: thank you. you. No, thank you. sauce. Yeah, Jukeforce. Sauce, Juk sauce. Nina, David. What a pleasure! <laughs> I enjoyed it. Thank you. Yes. yes. Thank oh, you. Crazy.
0: Edited by Sage Multimedia